Hey everyone. So, one of the, um, how is that's always dangerous when I start one of the, okay, so, <coughs> my statement really of the day is, I feel like I've been in a repair shop for like five years. Um, although if I added the um, meditation, I would say like almost 20 years, but let's just say the real digging um, has been going on for the last five years and the real reconstruction and cleansing of so much early trauma. <coughs> and it's happened during the ayahuasca and then once it's sort of um, inside of you, it kind of it, and you continue to sort of nurture it, it blossoms and continues to heal. And, you know, it's like you're, you're in this kind of ward, in this hospital ward in the universe, and every day they come and something is done to you, right? And uh, it can be done <coughs> either when you're there and then consequently when you return, it's still working. Actually, it even works before you leave. I remember before I even went, um, I started getting horrifically sick. I felt really like I wanted to vomit every day. And this is before the first time I went. And I was like, this is weird. This is so weird. Why am I feeling sick? I can't potentially have any babies. I'm 110. And, um, and, and then one day I get an email saying, oh, by the way, if you feel sick, the medicine's already working. So, so I think um, oh, one of the things um, it seems to me as I look back, again, I can only talk about this in retrospect because who knew? I didn't know what I was getting into. I had no idea where this thing would go or what would happen. But one of the things I can sort of say with kind of more clarity, certainly, is that when you do ayahuasca, it's like the treatment plan. <laughs> It lays out the problem. So if you actually go to the jungle <coughs> or wherever you do it, hopefully it's somewhere safe with really experienced um, Shipibo, who are the people who administer the medicine, whatever the tribes are that do it, there are all sorts of different ones. Mine happened to be the Shipibo in the jungle, the Amazon in Peru. It's like the ceremonies laid out the treatment plan. The ceremonies said, okay, here are the issues. And um, um, we're going to go through them. Now, the, 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 the ceremonies, they call it, so it's just like the operation. <coughs> it's the probing. It's the seeing of actually where the blockages are. And then, you know, much to my um, ignorance, I had no idea. I thought it was over. I'm done. I've been down here for two weeks. I did the, you know five ceremonies. No, that's just the opening of the wounds. It's just the, okay, here's, here's the problem. Here are the problems. And um, you're too far away from them at that moment to really, even though you're in it, it it's, it's like, okay, I can see the problem, but now it needs to be resolved. Now it needs to be dug out from its root, from how it happened, um, from the story. It's, it's this whole incredible machinery <coughs> that comes to life. And 
It, it really is. Um, like just arriving, you know, the, 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 the ayahuasca gets beyond your defense mechanisms, beyond ego, whatever you want to call it, doesn't really matter. Whatever armor you built, whatever, you know, however you covered it up, right? So it basically rips the cover off, right? So it rips off the cover and you see the actual problem, right? Here's a problem, the person. And, and then the, the healing begins. In other words, and then it gets even, when you return, certainly it was like for me, there was even more going into the wound and what it was connected to and the emotions around it and the person it was connected to and what they meant. It's an insane medicine. I am, there, are, there is no thank you for this medicine. There is, there's just not available. It's so big. It's so huge for the gratitude. Now this is all happening again in this altered state, right? So when you go down and you do the ayahuasca, it's gonna just rip away all your pretend versions of yourself. And I, I see it like your ego are the things that guard the fortress. All the sentry, all the guardsmen around the fortress. And the ayahuasca, I, 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 I see it like, a, a <coughs> you know, basically puts them all to sleep so she can get in. She anesthetizes them. I mean, some people would say she carpet bombs them, but she goes, it's all shut down. None of that works. All your defense mechanisms, all your stories, nothing will work when you do ayahuasca. She will anesthetize them and she'll go straight in and you will be there as she unearths, you know, things that you have kept deeply hidden. Now, some gifts are, you know, not all gifts are um, uh, easy. Or, yeah, this is a gift that has been extraordinarily difficult because I was so so attached and so terrified and so at the mercy of the horror that happened early on. So for me to even allow myself to see, because the thing about the trauma as a child is that you're alone and you're terrified and there's no one there. So you've kept this secret very close to your chest, very close to you, and you've smothered it with all... You know, you've replanted a whole garden around it. You've like, you've built this whole pretty kind of, um, you know, uh, magnificent garden with rhododendrons and all sorts of magnificent flowers. And it's, it's, a, it's a gardener's delight. But you've done that to distract from the, basically the, 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 um, the bomb that's hiding in the grass right? It really is like a mine, minefield. And you've built this gorgeous garden, which is peppered with landmines. You've hidden all the landmines. So <coughs> when she comes in, she just basically, you know, raises the whole garden and pinpoints where the landmines are. I mean, on the surface, it's like, oh my God, that's horrific. What a horrible gift. It's the most incredible gift. 
she is fighting for you and with you to dissolve and to um, bring you home to who you are. And so it's, it's an incredible medicine. I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's the most powerful medicine <clears throat> certainly I've ever encountered. I'm sure there's other stuff, but hey, again, I'm just a little grain of sand on a huge beach of the universe. So, <clears throat> so that's it. So she basically saw the issues. She presented the issues to me in ceremony. I ignorantly believed, well, I'm done. Excuse me. And came back and realized when I began sitting that I was just at the beginning of this unbelievable dig. <coughs> Bless, <coughs> excuse me. Again, I couldn't see it. I didn't know how deep this archaeological dig went. I still don't know how far it's going to go. So, and then as she goes deeper, she'll unearth more and more information about your trapped soul, or your little girl, or your little boy. <coughs> oh, excuse me, well, <clears throat> anyway, so she will keep unearthing the truth that you buried. And in my instance, it was this terrified child that was just hiding and terrified. And what will happen is, um, you know, she, she, it's, it's really like going to a garage, you know, when they put the cars up and they start working underneath, it's really what it feels like. I mean, the other day I was literally in an operating theater in bed at night. I mean, these, these huge operating lights just came over me and there was just all this stuff that was going on. Yeah, it sounds woo-woo and crazy and, you know, whatever, but we know nothing about the universe, like nothing, nothing. We have a scant understanding of how any of this stuff works. So <coughs> the fact that that can happen is beyond our comprehension because our comprehension doesn't go there. It's not because it's woo-woo. It's because what to us is woo-woo is our own ignorance and our own egotistical sort of planting the flag of knowing. We know very, very little. If you can start with there, when you have, if you do ayahuasca, it's a great place to start. You know nothing, right? And when you can surrender to the knowing of nothing, then that humility and that ability to surrender to something bigger allows for the opening of the work to happen, right? One of the things that I noticed <coughs> was that as I sat at home and this stuff would come up, my brain, because you're aware of what, so if you do ayahuasca, there's no disappearing. You're aware of what's going on. Your armor's just turned off. So you can't, you know, build, you know, sort of monuments and walls to what you're seeing. It's right there in front of you. You can't bring all your little guardsmen back to life and refuse the, you know, the seeing. So you are fully aware of what's going on. There's no you're asleep. No, no, no. You are aware. You just have no armor. 
all the stories you built to protect the truth are basically anesthetized. There's no, so it's interesting. So there must be a whole, <coughs> a whole energetic body that just does the guarding. Which I, I you know when I look at all of this and how it's been brought up, it really feels like we're these different layers <coughs> that are built um, for all sorts of different reasons. Like I have a massive a fear firewall, which is basically a whole entity, which is this, you know, massive, terrifying, it's a physical thing, it actually comes up through me. And so it's, it's this whole raging, don't look here, um, <coughs> threat, so to speak. And then, as I think about it, when you do ayahuasca, and you're, you're aware, but you're this whole layer of um, uh, armor, which is the armor is, look at me, look who I am, and I'm, I'm not really the landmine, I'm really this pretty garden. That's sort of erased, so that's kind of shut down. So I suspect, <clears throat> as I've been sitting and sitting, and even when I was doing meditation and I got my first energetic hit, it was literally like volts, voltage and volts of energy just going through me, they were circular, and there was an opening which I assume it's another layer where I got to see, listen, there's this guy in the attic who's screaming and raging and you've got to face it. So as I sit, and again, I don't participate. It's literally, it's happening without me. I'm just the awareness of what's going on. I'm just the awareness. And <clears throat> sometimes my thoughts, and this is sitting at home. So literally I sit in a cushion, I put on the Icaros, and then the Icaros are the songs at the ear, uh, that they sing, and um, they're vibrational songs that bring up the stuff, and then I'm out, like it's all happening without me. You know, this energetic system is being pulled out, this fear, this fear body, and it's living, and, and the Ikaros is healing the fear body. It's insane, and if I, or my brain, because I'm aware, if my brain tries to intercept or you know, bringing thoughts, it just, you know, basically, it has no longer has any power in this um, spectrum. I, I mean, it just goes, well, yeah, you're an idiot, what the fuck, right? It doesn't mean anything, because what's, your little brain wants to make sense of it. <coughs> There's no sense to be made, it's happening in this other dimension, and all I am, whilst it's happening, is awareness. I'm aware of what's going on. And later on, I can kind of put it together. But at the moment that it's happening, I'm just the awareness. And, you know, sometimes they say focus, like, because the thoughts will want to come in and interfere. And thoughts are just, again, part of the armor, part of the smallness, part of our limitation, which wants to excel its sheet into oblivion, right? They want to put it in columns and make it make sense of it. There is no sense to be made when you're in it because it's not happening. It's happening here, but it's not. Um, the energetic body that's being pulled out is, is, is pulled out in another dimension by these vibrations. And what's affecting it is um, the ayahuasca. 
And that, I'm not even going to go into that. I don't know how that works. I, have, I don't I know how any of this works. All I do know is that it works. It's just not of the way that we think about it here, right? We're just little apes running around thinking we know everything. We don't, right? No shade on us, but, you know, you've got to know what you're, where you are in the, pecking, in the pecking order of the universe. You're not that smart. We're not that. We're not that important. You know, a tsunami, as I said, will wipe out Thailand and it won't care who's on the beach, right? Um, a meteor will hit the earth and a whole civilization will be completely erased. The universe doesn't give a shit. It'll do whatever it's doing. So, like, don't get hung up on, a, on your little version of the world because it's little, okay? I think one of the, the great learnings is humility, enormous humility. I feel that um, to have been given this gift is, I can't underestimate the power of this thing. It's just, um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I've been basically told it's an incredible gift. So, um, to be, you know, involved in this, in this much healing and relentlessly. So I, so, so what happens then is that as the cleansing happens, and even though it's three or four things or a few themes, that, those themes are surrounded by a lot of stuff, right? So in my instance, it was early sexual abuse, it was abandonment, it was a sort of cruelty, it was sort of lovelessness, it was tyranny. There are tons of themes happening which are, are being investigated, like looked at and cleansed. And with it are thoughts about it, there are feelings about it, there are, I mean, we are just these insanely layered pieces of consciousness. And, and she, she looks, it's like she'll take it up to a magnifying glass and she'll look deeply into it and you'll see deeply into it. And then, you know, you'll see visions or you'll end up in some hologram or physically it will be removed. I've had a lot of physical because it was really inscribed in my whole body, the terror. And so there's been a lot of physical healing. But also one of the things that happens is once that this theme, let's put it that way, or your version of something is seen and energetically cleansed, it's almost like you cannot be around that anymore. It's insane. Your body just rejects it because your energy has changed. So I can talk about one person in particular who I was very close to um, many years ago. And, um, well, not about three years ago, but literally seeing them, I, it's almost like I, I can't be around them. Your energy body is just like, it repels it. It's insane. And that's why I really believe in this notion of, you know, um, are these energetic forces that are like magnets. So if you build an energy field, it attracts the thing that it requires, right? So if I'm built as um, a victim of trauma, and you are a victim, by the way, um, then I will attract what I grew up with, tyranny, selfishness, narcissism, manipulation, all the things that my trauma knows, right? That's what you will attract if, because it's your energy. So 
once it's been that particular aspect has been affected, it's very difficult to be around those people. In fact, it's impossible, I would say. Not difficult, it's impossible. Your whole, like before you needed it like a drug, right? That's how our energies work. We just, we're like these bonding agents. We're gravitationally pulled towards that which we're made of. So if you're made of trauma, you're going to bond with the same people that traumatize you, basically the same characteristics. It's not even people. It's just think about them as characteristics or features. All right, if I grew up with pink, brown, and orange, and I'm made of that, I'm going to go find pink, brown, orange. Right. And so once that no longer works, once that's been cleansed and seen, then your whole energy has been shifted. You cannot be around that. It no longer works because no, that, that, that person is no longer there, the energy body. So if you think about it, you arrive, you know, there's an action, right, on you that's, okay, and it's, it's, it's not Tahiti, it's the gulag, right? You create a response. The response is built in direct proportion to the thing that, you know, created the action. So you and it are basically hooked up together, right? So you can, this person you built in response to the event is built out of the event. Therefore, you're going to go find the same conditions over and over and over. Now, you can talk about this in words, but when you actually see it in a ceremony and emotionally and energetically, it's really insane. It's really incredible. That's why words are great, but not great. You know, as I said, look at an orange, describe it, great. Taste it, whole different experience, right? So... And, and you keep waking up. So how, how the ayahuasca works is she gives you the treatment plan when you arrive, when you do the medicine, wherever you do it in the jungle, when you actually drink the ayahuasca. She gave me the treatment plan. I thought that's a simple treatment plan. Hey, right? Come back. I sit on my cushion and, and that's just the beginning of the, you know, it's just like then the themes are really... Um, scene you go back into the past I be mean, it was taken back into the past I was taken back into the, the lives of these people I was taken back into them day after day after day when I she had reached so what what was being kind of it was almost like being drilled right so she was drilling down because your layers and layers so the next layer was this energy body started coming up which is this thing that was writhing and appearing out of my mouth and my body and it was like this is a layer this was the fear energy body that was being um surfaced I went back to do ayahuasca then I started seeing the abuse right and and the imprisonment and so this thing got you know she drilled deeper and deeper into the, the you know what was going what had happened right because I was very far away from the original trauma I was literally as I said I was in Venus and my trauma was you know in some town in Adelaide in Australia right so I was completely separated from the origin of me like completely. So I came back and this energy body just kept coming out, you know, more and more and more. And with it, so it's like, it's literally like, it's really like drilling. I can't describe it any other way. She just keeps drilling further into your energetic body to release all the poison you're carrying, 
And, <clears throat> and it is a second operation. And, she, and there's a stuff that's happened precognitively. There was abuse to me that was done when I was in the crib. It was horrific. So, and there was abandonment and all sorts of horrible things that happened. You may not, you know, may not be aware of it. I certainly wasn't aware of any of this stuff, at least let alone the precognitive stuff. And, you know, you don't have any thinking at that moment. But again, she keeps going further and further and further so that she's pulling up stuff you don't even remember. I mean, there's not even consciousness for it, really. You're not really here when it happened. So it's like a huge, you're built like this massive network. I don't know how to describe it, of layers. And so it's, it's what's interesting as I look back is, and it started with meditation, is that we are awareness. So as I was doing the meditation, what I built what I, so what you build originally, again, this is just my version of what I'm thinking, what I was going on. It feels to me like what you've built has no awareness, right? So if it's trauma, it's just going, it's, it's shot into the sky like a, a rocket fuel. You're just moving without reason. You're just acting and reacting and acting and reacting. Meditation begins to give you back awareness. I don't even know what I want, but you're seeing, like you're not in it. You're beginning to separate from it. And as you separate from it, it becomes like this separate entity to awareness. Like awareness has nobody in it. It's just awareness. There's no Mary Jane or Jack in, in awareness. There's just awareness. It's like this neutral thing where it's just a seeing of something. So and meditation gave me enormous power of awareness. So that the things that were happening became like bees hitting a windshield. I wasn't with the bees. I was the windshield. I could see the thoughts. I could see the reactions. But I didn't act upon them because I was aware of them. I could see them. Almost like a separate person. Although it was a neutral person. It was just like the seeing of it, right? Then the ayahuasca, if once having gotten that much awareness, there was a huge break after 13 years, an, an, an energetic break where my whole system just, because I think the hemorrhaging, the thing about trauma is there's a lot of hemorrhaging of energy. You're just panicked, you're just going, you're just doing, you're just, be, you're just going, Bleh. right? All of that begins to slow down when there's, a, when there's awareness. Because now you can see yourself doing whatever it is that you're doing. You can see the thoughts. You can see the machine you built. And so all the energy that you would have hemorrhaged out, it begins to like, you keep, you, now you retain that energy, right? You're not just lashing out. You're, just, you're not just panicked going, doing whatever. Now you're actually seeing, wow. And then in ayahuasca, it's a drilling further and further into what you've made. And one of the important things about ayahuasca is to be, have the awareness. So when you're sitting in a ceremony, it's happening to you, but 
you know, your armor is down and you are aware of everything. I just, actually, I'm just thinking about it. Awareness is really the most powerful thing. You have enough awareness, so enough layers have been removed that you're willing to surrender to seeing what happened. And the ayahuasca then goes in and, and um, yeah, goes through your layers and you have to see them. One of the things that my issue was that thoughts would come up, right? So in, like in meditation, you watch your thoughts, say, you know, and they, and they dissolve, really, because they, they can't go anywhere if you watch them. You just, they don't. They're only really powerful and they have um, monumental energy if they're just racing and you don't see them. Once you see them, they begin to dissolve. They can't, they peter out because they need your ignorance to move. They need your lack of awareness for them to function. So awareness is a really powerful, I think the most powerful tool of all of this. So you're letting everything happen and you're just aware of what's going on. Um, so another thing, so as, so if this thing has, let's just say, whatever has ruled you, whatever has ruled your trauma, in my case, it was this awful man, right? And, you know, the tyranny was early on and I was snatched and I was used and whatever, all right. So that act uh, meant that I was taken, captured, whatever, and my little child disappeared in pure terror. I mean, she was left alone, she was terrified, she was... You know, in a ceremony, she was behind a door in a cave. So your little child, your little munchkin, if the, the terror was overwhelming, disappeared. And then you build this person in conjunction with the predator. Right? You build, and then you build armor to pretend it didn't really happen. And you hide all the truth and you don't feel anything. And it's like, again, like not wanting to taste the medicine. Right? You just pretend it didn't happen, but it's still there. So you have an agreement with the predator, which is a thing that takes away your power. And my agreement was, I'm going to make all of what you're doing right. Being sent out to be sexually abused, to being abandoned, being <coughs> ridiculed, criticized, whatever. I'm going to make you write. And I'm going to make um, and I'm going to make myself wrong. Right? Um, I am wrong. Which means what, what does it mean? Well, if in a state of terror you have to make the predator write If in a state of terror, you have to make them right and you wrong, that means that you've put all of your power away. So in a normal functioning situation, right, if you're in a dart and another dart and somebody slaps you, you go, wait, you can't do that. Oh, no, no, you can't do that. What do you mean? What are you doing? What are you doing? There's someone there to say, that person slapped me. That is the reality of the situation. Your system goes, what a minute, that's wrong. I haven't done anything wrong. Why are they hitting me? You can't, you can't do that. 
I am a human being and I have the right to tell you to go fuck yourself and don't you ever do that to me again and how dare you and do you know who I am or whatever it is that you do, right? So mission resolved. I hurt you or I do whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, right? But I say something then you go, wait, no, 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 you can't say that because you value respect. You have, you, have an, you have a strength, you have an outline, you have power, you have a version. You have, you know, there's a version of you that recognizes itself and, um, you know, and you have a whole range of emotions which were given to, you know, it's a compass. It says, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. And if you don't have any trauma and, you know, you're, he you're, you're, you know, you're in a healing position, you've been healed or... <clears throat> or you just grew up in a healthy way, let's just put it like that, then it's like, no. And first of all, you wouldn't be around it because you wouldn't be attracting it, right? But let's just say something bad happens. You go, no, you can't do that. It's wrong, right? So that is you with your power, with your acknowledgement of you saying, no, I don't, you don't do that. When you are very little, and shit is happening and people are pouring their poison on you and you have no power and you have no outline and you have no version of you, you take it. You accept their version of reality and swallow the truth of who you are so that you have no power. In order for you to say no, you have to know who you are. I mean, a child knows what's right and wrong but it knows it's powerless. What's it going to do? It can't go fuck you and waddle off in its diapers to you know the police station, right? It's not going to do that. So one of these things, it, one of the things it does is, it puts and I certainly did was, well I must be wrong. He wants to send me out to be sexually abused and I'm upset. Well I must be wrong. He wants to hurt me and, and abuse me, etc. I must be wrong. The feelings I'm feeling about the horror of this are wrong, right? And whatever it is that happened to you, that's what happened to me, you know, trauma is trauma across the board, it doesn't matter. And that's how they take your power. So now, I have to accommodate to this piece of shit. I have to build the person that makes him happy, that mitigates the potential death of me, or whatever it is that he's gonna do if I don't, right? Because there's always a threat. So now you really are in the gulag because you have to refuse all the feelings, which by the way are the right feelings because you're newly born and you have all, you know, you're brand new, you're a brand new computer. Now you have to put all of your true feelings away and accept that the gulag wins or reigns that this tyrant, this piece of evil has the right to make you feel how you feel. And everything you truly feel, which is actually right, is put away and it's, and it's refused, which is where it goes into the shadow. So you now have no power. And you have no power, why? Because you're terrified, because you're powerless because you're too small, because you're on the verge of death, and they know that. 
And so you are literally graffitied up with all their shit. And you are the terrified child, which in my case was in a cave, was in you know some other planet, which is underground, whatever. I was in a room. So, and I saw it in the most beautiful way. I saw it as a sliver of light under a door. And under, and the Shipibo, the Indians were singing to me under the door. So my light or your light or your whatever you are, which is divinity, once it's been overwhelmed by some sort of trauma, hides. Your bulb can't flower in the gulag. It needs Tahiti. It needs a beautiful gardener that sees the orchid, not a guy in a tank that's going to basically trample all over you, right? So I got the guy in the tank who just trampled all over me. I didn't get the lovely, happy gardener, right? So, so, so how does that work? Well, your power is just poof. You have no power, right? And this huge healing journey, which is, again, being put in um, the hospital in the universe, the, the universal hospital for the last five years, is to clean out him, the terror, everything around what made the situation, you know, which, take, which took away your power. That person owns you. They're in you. So the layers that I've gone through, energetic layers, are physical, um, emotional, you know, it's everywhere, right? But they're literal layers. There's a layer of your armor, <coughs> which is a layer of, look, I'm the garden. I, look, I built this fantastic garden to hide the landmines. It's basically your ego. It's who you show up as in response to the trauma. Right? So that's one thing. Then you have the actual trauma itself, the landmines. The person. The person that needs to be faced that did all this to your little child. And then there's your little child itself, which is hiding somewhere terrified. Right? And then there's this whole energetic body, which is the energetic body of a dungeon keeper, which is don't come in here. I'm going to frighten you so much that you will never face me down, which is what happened early on. I was so terrified. <clears throat> My only option was to submit. And if there was ever an inkling of a challenge that came through, it was always, you know, if you even come up to this firewall of, of fear, I'm going to fucking kill you. So this is like a very... <clears throat> and all of these themes, and those are my themes because of the way my trauma was built. However your trauma was built will be addressed in different aspects of how you built it. And how you see it, if you, ex if you I think the great thing about, I, about, the med about a medi meditation, or medication, meditation is that it strengthens awareness. And as awareness is strengthened, you get to see yourself from a viewing platform and you see yourself built separately to this awareness. This awareness is neutral. The awareness is completely and utterly neutral. It's just awareness. It's like empty. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a viewing platform. And the stronger you get that viewing platform to happen, 
the more you're able to separate from the thing that you built. That's what I found with meditation. And forget all this woo-woo spiritual stuff. It's just the awareness of seeing what was built. And then ayahuasca, because I had that much awareness that when I went into ayahuasca, it was much easier because I had, I had a separate self to the person that I'd built. I had a, a, an awareness. And that awareness is really kind of untouchable. It can't be hurt. It can't be killed. It can't be built. It's weird. It's just like this thing that's just there. Now, of course, um, that's just one aspect. Then there's the whole thing that you built, which, of course, you have attachments to. You have emotions. You're right? You have feelings. You have events that happened. They're all stored inside of your energetic body. But this awareness is a really powerful tool to help as you go through the removal of all this stuff or the seeing. So again, the treatment plan is given to you when you go do the ayahuasca and they say, listen, this is, these are the themes, right? And then little by little, each one will be addressed. And so you're an, I was an enigma to myself. I had no idea of this, any of this. I had no idea of the shadow and it was huge. The sewage was huge. I was literally, you know, yeah, I was living in a huge pit of shit, basically. But <clears throat> I was living in this little decorated box in it, you know. Um, and it was all hidden from me. And I, you know, it was well hidden. So the wake up is progressive. It's little by little by little. You can't see it all at once because it was built in little pieces, right? So as, you, as she cleanses you, she will wake, it's a wake up. So, and then it's interesting how things around you will wake you up to the theme. Um, so how I was built was, um, here's a tyrant, here's a child, um, he's angry, he's manipulative and narcissistic, abusive, blah, blah, blah. And I then disappeared, my whole power system, and I, I had to build myself according to what would mitigate his anger and terror. And that would be coyness and, um... Uh, no feelings and he had always you know they have to be right it's a it's a total it's you know it's the macro you know and the micro it's you can see it you know tyrants you know um, uh, controlling masses right so you get give up your power for one this one person and you build what that person needs to fulfill their agenda and then you make it religious you make it um, you deify them you basically glorify them it's, it's it cult 101. But when you're little and you're a child, and it's, it's trauma. And, and the, the thing it does is it so manipulates you that you have no right to your power. And how it works in your brain is you will never overthrow them because you've been made wrong and they've been made right. And all your feelings have been crushed by terror. 
So eventually, because you, 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 they've invaded you, they have taken you over, and, and any resistance is met with a dungeon keeper that's inside of you. Because as a kid, it's terrifying. They're going to ensure you don't look over here. You don't cross over this firewall, right? Every time you go up to leave, it terrifies you. And then what happens is all the bricks of, you know, you're wrong, they're right, um, will show up. And remember, you need to be given power as a child. When you arrive, you're just a blob of divinity. You don't arrive with power. You're given power by a parent um, respecting and loving this piece of divinity, right? It needs to be acknowledged. So if you show up and I am a mother and I, and I look, look at this magnificent orchid and go, wow, how am I going to nurture it? And which, how is it going to grow? And what is its script? And, and I really, <coughs> you know, love this plant and um, give it and, and, and water it. So it just... It grows into its script and blossoms. Once it knows that it's reflected and loved, it magnificently flowers into whatever it's going to be. Right? So we, we give power to our children by acknowledging and loving them and their gifts. Right? So my child is a gift to me. It is a piece of divinity that I have been given and I need to nurture and love and water it so that it blossoms into the divinity with a script it came with. I don't come in and try to own it and overshadow it and make it, you know, pour my shit on it and try to, you know, um, dis create its path. I do not do anything. My role as a mother is simply to love it and to wonder at it and go, wow, um, <clears throat> and to make sure that <clears throat> it's safe and protected and that it grows into what it essentially is already. I'm just a sunlight. I'm just a, a mirror, right? So then your child grows into whatever it's going to grow, and it always knows that you are the light for it to do whatever, and, and it's always going to be safe and protected, etc. Right? That's how it should be to have strong children. If, however, someone comes in, and you give it, that's how you give it power. You give it power by by acknowledging its power. It's a piece of divinity. If, however, I come in and smother you with all my shadow, and you become a container for my poison, and <coughs> and I've got an agenda and it's over. That child has no power. It has power because it's divine, but it's basically refused it because this massive 100-foot wave showed up and basically overshadowed all of it. So now you are lugging around someone else's poison. You're a container for someone else's shit, and you have abandoned yourself and your power. To have power is to be reflected. To have power is to be reflected. 
right? You already come with power. A parent is just there to go, wow, what a beautiful whatever. Rose, daffodil, rhododendron, whatever. Look at that. I'm going to water that and see which way it grows. And it will, it's not you. It's a separate thing to you. And my child is a separate thing to me, is, is a piece of divinity, right? Right. So mine was, okay, you don't matter. You're a nuisance. I'm a pig. And, and all I, you know, I, the only thing that matters here is me. And you are all going to, you know, uh, work towards my agenda. And it's got, you know, I don't care what you think, feel, whatever. I'm just going to trample all over you guys. <coughs> okay, great. So that means you have no power. So what I built was, and it was, a, it was beautifully told to me in the treatment plan and ceremony where it was like, Maria, you know, you can have anything you want. You can have the biggest office in New York. You can have your name in every building. And it wasn't that's what I want. It's like you can have any power you want. And I couldn't, in that hologram, I was, I literally thought I was going to die. I felt so sick. I wanted to puke up so bad. It was just, I had to leave the ceremonial space, which I've never done. I can, you know, pretty much entertain. I've seen stuff that you know I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, which I had to live through. But this, have power oh no 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 that was like death I wanted to puke so bad I wanted to like but I couldn't that's how strong the the messaging and the trampling was early on you cannot have power so um That is a sacrilege against this tyranny. The worst thing about this tyrant and this tyranny was you do not have a right to be you. You need to follow this agenda. And I'm going to terrify you. So that was the most difficult piece of this. And even when the Indians came in ceremony, they're like, come on, you know come back I couldn't leave the magnetic pull and I talked about this yesterday the magnetic pull around fear and the way that you've been programmed is so powerful I couldn't it was like an energetic I couldn't I it was like crawling across the floor in the ceremonial space I couldn't I was fully magnetized around this center of shit and fear, which I had been, um, which had happened early on. It's literally like we're, we're, we're energy. We're built around energetic ties and bonds and gravitational pulls. And this starts early on. So, um, so, so, so whatever your theme is, it will come up. Because you've built it around you. I literally built the theme around me, right? Um, there will be cranky, pissed off um, men that need to be fixed. And my job is not to go off and climb the Himalayas or, you know, 
surf the biggest waves in Nazareth. No, no, no. That may, I may want to do that, but I can't because the terror that was created early on and the way that I would be able to manage the world is there needs to be a pissed off, some pissed off, cranky, fucked up person, right? In, that, in this instance, it's a man that, um, you know, you need to fix and you need to make their world work. And don't ever leave that. So there you are, you're stuck on this sort of electrified field of these spirits or these energies which are like, which is what you grew up with, whatever it is. And I don't know what your scenario was, but that's what I, that, that's, I grew up with. There's some cranky, pissed off, you know, just obnoxious, narcissistic person. And I'm supposed to, you know, it's my problem. Why the fuck is it my problem? I don't give a shit about you, right? I don't give a fuck, right? But if, again, if I, if, first of all, if that wasn't part of my early conditioning and traumatizing, it wouldn't show up, right? So it shows up because that's what I live around. That's what I lived around. That's what my job was. My job was to be the palliative and fix them like I could fix them first of all I don't want to like yuck and secondly not my problem your problem you're cranky not my problem um and why should I be responsible for you like who gives a shit like it's your life right and I'm not responsible for you and so all those are regular responses I don't give a shit that you're pissed off not my problem I don't need to fix you not my problem uh, it's your responsibility. It's not my problem. And it wouldn't even show up on my radar screen if it wasn't such a prominent uh, part of my trauma early on. Because I had no power. If you have power, you don't even see it. You're busy getting on with your life. You're busy climbing the Himalayas or scuba diving and, you know in the Pacific or what the fuck. You're busy doing your power. You're busy doing your life. You're busy making your money. You're busy blossoming your flower, right? You're not manifesting over and over the prison conditions of your trauma. And that's part of the wake up. So recently, I was in a situation work-wise where there was a cranky, pissed-off, narcissistic person. And immediately it's like, oh, I've got to make them feel better. I don't give a shit. Why do I need to make them feel better? It's not, not, I don't know them. They're not even my family. Even that I wouldn't do, right? Like, but Why? Well, first of all, I'm manifesting them. They're part of my energetic conditioning. And secondly, I'm aware of it. I mean, and I have to respond because that's what I responded with growing up. That was my only, I was, in, you know, the only way I was breathing in that house, although I was still alive, was because there was no option as a three, four, five-year-old. This man is upset. 
And if we don't all want to die, I need to fix him. I need to make you happy. That's it. And again, these are all conditioned trauma things from trauma early on that remain embedded in our system. And how the universe works is that she will throw, that, you know, you're going to keep manifesting them in your, everywhere. If you're in prison, if you don't take ownership of your power. And this is very easy to say, well, you know, a dog fell out of the sky, you know, fell on my face. Now, you know, I'm going to constantly see dogs and I'm going to deal with it. It seems very simple. It's not. It's not at all. The way we're wired is very, very sophisticated. The way we can't see how we're wired is very smart. We're energy. These are all energetic messaging. I don't know if I would say that. And as you wake up to how you were built, you become aware of your, what you're manifesting. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? He's cranky and pissed off and whatever. I don't, what the fuck? This is not my problem to resolve. I'm here to do a job. I don't care. So power is you doing you. Power is the focus is on the flow, right? You're being taken on along the river of this massive energetic thing we call the universe. You're blossomed. You're fulfilling your script. You're doing the authenticity and the truth of you. You're out in the open. You know, you're all feeling, you're all, yes. You have motivation that's coming from the you that has power. And yes, you're going to fall over, get up and move on, whatever. It's not nirvana. It's just your flow, right? But it's coming from your authenticity. You're moving from your power. Somebody saw you. Somebody blossomed you. You came with your script. You go build and grow that script and you blossom. That's the Tahiti version of existence. The gulag is someone took your power. You're terrified. You're in prison. You keep building the same conditions of a three-year-old. You don't blossom. You don't grow. It owns you. It's simple. It's not that complicated. But remember, if it's happening in the twilight of consciousness, you have no awareness of it if you've hidden it. If you've built a whole, if you've sunk all these landmines deep into the earth and you've built your little tiny backyard garden of rhododendrons to hide it all, you have no access to it. And then you have the limitations of your ego, the limitations of the world. You've all decided that this is as far as we, you know, if we want to belong to a group, we all have to agree to this little tiny version of the world. Well, there's no help there. No, other apes are of no fucking help whatsoever. 
if you're willing to go along with their limitations, a.k.a. see what's going on in this country now, right? A third of the population wants a tyrant. It's insane. So we have to stop, again, just my, from what I've learned. The limitations of others is simply the limitation on ourselves. We want to find, if you're, if you're traumatized, you want to find safety in the other. Somebody else must have the answer. They don't period. Apes don't have that many answers. They have some, but not a lot. So the thing about if you really want healing, there are other ways to get into a bigger place where healing can happen under circumstances which you cannot understand. I have no understanding of how this happens. It happens Every night, every day I sit, right? I get to enter the whole spectrum of my energetic story. And it's a living story. It's not like, oh, just don't be attached. Just don't attach. Just you know, chant a mantra. No. This is like, okay, here's a fucking cauldron. Here's a whole landscape. Here's a whole of Dante's landscape living inside of you, breathing, active. It's an active energetic field. It is not static. Nothing in the universe is static. Nothing. So evil, evil is not static. It has energy. It has personality. It has a whole activity. I see it. It comes up through me. It's a living embodiment of evil, of darkness, of terror. It's not a thought. Energy is active. Feelings are active, right? So I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to see this whole energetic body where the person has a PhD in psychotherapy who has 10 years of experience. No. I'm never going to see, experience this thing. It's a living, breathing, energetic thing that's coming up through me. What did your dad do to you when you were little? <laughs> and certainly my armor was never going to be penetrated by this woman, right? To get into the deep dungeons, to the caverns, to the stories, to the whole attachment. This is, you're an energetic piece of the universe. You're wired up by energy. Your armor is energy. Your fear is energy. The thing you built that's your dungeon keeper, it's energy. It's active, it's within you. And awareness is the ability, the neutral landscape to see it with. And ayahuasca, the combination of ayahuasca and awareness allows for her to go in and clean up. So the awakening is, is slow because there's a lot of shit. <laughs> It's a lot of shit. And again, the ayahuasca is working on her timetable. And really, there is no time, but let's not go there, right? It's just disentangling the shit. I don't remember anything from really from zero to eight. I don't really have any clear memory. That's when it all happened. It has to go into the past. It has to go into the event. It has to go into everything that happened in the event. It has to go into the energetic 
pull that you now have resonating around that wound. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, I was a whole shit show of wounds. Of events that got refused. Of feelings that got refused and buried. And of course you're scared to go. Who wants to go into the cauldron of the darkness? But the thing about this medicine is that you're not going in alone. The only reason you're going in is because she is taking you in. And if the ayahuasca is taking you in, you have allies. She will send allies to ensure that you can go in there and you'll feel safe. You will have to see it, but you will not be alone. And you will begin to wake up in this reality. So when a client is whatever, like the other day, was like pissed off and irritated and cranky, I'm like, I don't want to fucking deal with this shit. What the fuck am I doing? You begin to wake up. Your power becomes clearer. Your position in the universe is clear. Oh my God. I'm still playing that role. What does that mean? I have no power. I am not using my power because somebody else owns that. Somebody else stripped you of it. Somebody else stole it from you with their horror and the fear on a child. It's only in the waking up and seeing and the cleansing of how it owns you that you can begin to move in the world again. Otherwise, you're just a static, paralyzed thing. You think you're doing, you're not. You're moving, you've got five paces that you're moving around. And one of the funniest things is, this is how the story was built. In the ceremony, the ayahuasca said, here, Maria, here's all your power. And I couldn't take it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna puke. I just can't die, I gotta get, uh, uh, uh. And then when I came into the Maloka, back into the ceremony space, I didn't say, oh, I've, got a, I've still got an issue. I was like, oh, I'm a healer. So that's ridiculous. I'm not a fucking healer. But as a child, instead of saying, you're a piece of shit, which is, you know, the right attitude to someone that's abusing you as a child, but you, again, you can't because you're waddling around with a diaper that's full, right? You agree to their reality you agree to their abuse and then to justify the abuse and your powerlessness you go oh i heal that is the biggest crock of shit ever right that's the antidote to abuse that is submission and agreement to evil that is not power that is an excuse for not having power, that is an excuse for their reality and for their domination over you. And it's an excuse which leaves you traumatized. It's like, it's like you're a butterfly in a box with a pin through you. You look great, you sound great, but you're a butterfly that's dead in a box because they own you. They own your power. 
if you have been terrified early on, if you have been abused, if you've been traumatized at the twilight of arrival, you are a butterfly in a box with a pin through you. You look great. Your armor has built all sorts of reasons to keep them in power. You will go drug up, needle up, whatever it is that you do because you are keeping them in power. Because they have terrified you enough. They have poured their vomit on you so that you think you have no power. We don't come with power. Power is given to us by love. It is given to us by people that see us as magnificent pieces of divinity that require light and reflection and love so they grow into the version of them, whatever that is. Whether that child becomes the greatest artist of all time or cleans toilets in the MTA, whatever the fuck that is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that that child knows that it is loved and cared for and safe. That's it. Then it just blossoms. That's the Tahiti arrival. It's very simple. The gulag is, I don't give a shit about you and I'm gonna pour my shit all over you. And you're in the dark. There's no power in the dark. There's no power when you're forced to fight with yourself, to question yourself, to always be looking and stumbling in the dark for a reflection of the divinity within you, there is no light. Trauma is darkness. No one gave you a torch. You're in the dark looking for the door out. And that's what the ayahuasca gives you. It leads you to the door. But first, you have to see why it is that you're in the dark. You can't get your power back until you cleanse and see everything that has kept you hidden. You will have no power until you have removed, you have basically taken away the power from the perpetrator. The thing that has you gravitationally attached to it. It is a piece of energy to which you are attached by terror. The day that you can wake up and go, you piece of shit, motherfucker. <laughs> right? And you might not see it immediately. You might just see it in a client like, what a fuckhead. Right? I don't give a shit. How disrespectful, how disrespectful of me, right? Once you can wake up and go, wait a minute, I have an outline. You can't just traipse all over here. You can't just stampede your way and make yourself the most important person in this room. You have a right to be you, to be respected, to be loved, to be seen, 
to be understood. You, every single human being on this planet is a piece of divinity. Most of us are in the dark. So the medicine is a cleanser. And she might take you into the ward, into the hospital ward, for as long as it takes for you to be cleansed. You might think it's an overnight visit. It might be a 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 year visit. I have no idea how long this thing takes. But I can assure you that the medicine is unbelievable. in the healing of the place you have no access to. If you're willing to just simply say, I don't know. The surrender to something bigger that we can't write an invoice for. <laughs> that isn't another ape that is really the opening into this vast realm of our energetic field. It's a gift. It's not a Prada bag or a Ferrari. It's not a surgeon in LA. It's a medicine, it's a plant. It's a piece of divinity. That is the gift. Bye.